0: You're listening to Business Code and Design, a podcast on the intersection between running a successful business, software development, and product design. I'm your host, Wes Vance, and today we're going to be talking about hiring your first virtual assistant, specifically the hiring process. It has been an incredible week. My first week with a virtual assistant has been just amazing. So far, my VA's helped me write summaries, aggregate research for blog posts like this one, uh, started to manage my social media, a bunch of other stuff. So after reading the four hour work week, I decided to try and find a VA that would assist with some business tasks that I'd kind of been working on. Uh, but no longer had the time to complete. Um, as I've had friends and other business owners tell me, they've tried to outsource work to virtual assistants with no luck, saying it often took more time for them to explain how to do the tasks than the tasks would take to complete. So I really focused on like on my hiring process and my communication when hiring a VA. So in this podcast, I just wanna really talk about my hiring process. So with all that in mind, I started doing some research on where to find VAs, what hourly rate I should be expecting, the hiring process, et cetera. So I quickly found out that the first thing I had to do is create a job rec and define kind of what I was looking for. So if you look at the show notes, I've actually posted the job rec I used to find a VA. So check that out if you're looking for a place to start. So there've been dozens of other places. There's dozens of places to post your job rec, but I narrowed it down to two. Upwork.com, which is where I started freelancing. So I thought it might be potentially a good place to find a VA and onlinejobs.ph. So this site is dedicated to Filipino workers Filipinos generally speak good English and are well-educated. So I decided to focus on and put my job rec initially on onlinejobs.ph. It costs $50 for a three month posting and it costs 50 bucks for a month posting. And I only used one of my three posts that you get in that price. And I found the job posting process to be super simple and well worth the cost. After posting my job at 3 p.m. Eastern time, which is like, I don't know, 3 a.m. Filipino time, I had I already had like three or four applicants within thirty minutes, which was great. I really wasn't expecting to get any you know response for several, you know, six or seven hours. So I also used the uh, search feature built in the platform to find some candidates and reach out to them like specifically and ask them to apply, which was also really cool. So then a week of having the job posting up, I had 93 applicants and over 1300 views on the job. As I knew exactly what I was looking for, I kind of found it fun to narrow down the applicants. So in order to help me do that, I included a task in the job rec and anyone applying for the job, I asked them to summarize the job post in their application. And this did a few things. First, it helped me weed out 60% that are just copying and pasting the same body of text into every job posting they find on a site. It also allowed me to judge two key skills that I required for the job. One was uh, cohesive English, and I wanted to test their ability to uh, concisively summarize information. And so with that, I was able to weed out about 70 to 80% of applicants based on the results of this simple task. And it's possible I skipped over the best candidate in the group, but this method saved me just a ridiculous amount of time. So throwing away anyone that didn't read the job app was was well worth it. For the remaining 20 to 30%, I went through each of their applicants and read what they had to say in their job posting in their their application. If their application matched what I was looking for, I went to their profile, checked out their social media, just to check to see if what they applied with and what I found matched up. So this narrowed it down to just 10% of the total population of applicants, which is around nine people. So with these nine, I sent them a few additional follow-up questions just kinda to get a little bit more out of them. So first off, I asked, are you looking for long-term or short-term employment? And I was really looking for a long-term employment. So if they were really just looking for a month or a few month contract, then it wasn't for me. Next, I in my job description, I described my compensation to be 600 a month for almost full time, 30 hours a week. And I wanna know what their thoughts were on this. Two of the nine thought it was just okay. And to be completely honest, that's probably true and certainly true. I had no idea. So but I was looking for someone that was excited for the pay. So if they expressed that they were like that was great and they weren't interested and that like, you know worked well for them, then I was I got excited. Number three, can you describe your workplace, internet, and computer? This one didn't remove anyone from the pool directly. However, I favored candidates that had internet at like five megabytes a second, a semi-quiet place to live, and ideally a Mac, but that's kind of rare. So finally, the most important question was, what's your favorite type of work and what are your future goals? And like I said, this is a, by far the most important question. I wanted a candidate that was looking to grow, had aspirations and dreams. My favorite candidate's answer being, my goal is to write for a well-known travel magazine such as National Geographic. That's what I'm talking about. That was an awesome, that was an awesome answer. I love that. So I ended up with six potential candidates after removing a few from these questions and I ranked them in order and interviewed the top three. So the VA I went with was number two of the three, and this VA did a few things that made me feel really comfortable with them. After I set up an interview with them, the candidate sent me a reminder in the morning uh, before interview as a confirmation and update. And then after interviewing the candidate, she followed up with a screenshot showing that she was getting acquainted with some of the software I would mentioned that I was used in my business, and that initiative was just so impressive. And so for me, it was was silly for me to hire anyone else, since she was already proving that she had initiative and that she was willing to, to go out of her way to work for me. So they were pretty much working for me before actually working for me, it was great. So on March 30th, I sent Glaze an official letter from Apollo Studios and she accepted that same day. It was awesome, it was a great process to find a, um, a VA. In part two of this post, I'll explain why my first week was so successful and we'll go in a little bit more detail about how to actually plan out the communication part of working with a VA that's 12 time zones different than yours. So hope you enjoyed the post. If you did, subscribe to this this below. You can find the show notes on businesscodeanddesign.com. Otherwise, I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening in. Once again, my name is Wes Vance. You can find me at Twitter at WesAdvance or at wesvance.com. If you enjoyed this post, subscribe to the podcast and check out our show notes at businesscodeanddesign.com. There you can also subscribe to get email updates on what the next show will be about.